Get ready for a tough but very fun riddles competition. Yeah! Take whatever helps you activate your logical skills. A magnifying glass, a deerstalker hat, or a notebook. And let's get rolling. Let's warm up with some easy stuff. Can you find a vampire among these emojis? Here it is. Ugh, creepy. How about this crowd of people? Can you spot a vampire hiding among them? It is this girl. Look at how sharp her teeth are. And one more riddle for you. Which of these people is a vampire? See those fang marks on the neck of that guy? He was bitten and has already turned into a vampire himself. Stephen was found unconscious in his living room on a Sunday evening. Someone had hit him on the head. The man was rushed to a hospital while the police started questioning the suspects. There were three of them, Stephen's ex-wife, his neighbor, and his younger brother. Stephen's ex-wife said she'd been walking in the park with her little niece all day. Stephen's neighbor said she'd wanted to go on a date with her boyfriend, but since it had been raining heavily, they decided to stay at home. And Stephen's younger brother said he'd been at work, finishing a large project. It was so important he had to work even on weekends. The police figured out who the attacker was quite fast. Can you do the same? It was Stephen's ex-wife. It had been raining heavily all day long. Who would walk in the park with a little kid in such weather? A criminal has kidnapped your friend and tied him to a tree. A huge, vicious dog is guarding this tree. You need to save your friend at night. But when you come to that place, you only have one piece of meat with you. It's not big enough to distract the dog for the three minutes you need to cut the ropes and help your friend escape. How can you solve this problem? Cut the meat into small pieces and throw them all over the garden. And while the dog is distracted, set your friend free. One day, Amy went on a date with her boyfriend Joe to a nice restaurant. Yeah. Joe gave her flowers and candy. They had a great meal and enjoyed the date. But in the morning, Amy woke up with a severe allergic reaction. Oh. She went to the hospital where she was told that she had been poisoned. But to figure out what antidote Amy needed, it was crucial to understand the source of the poison. The detective invited to investigate the case questioned everyone who could poison the girl, her boyfriend, the cook, and Amy's friend Cindy. Joe said that they'd eaten the same food in the restaurant. The cook said that he had brought Amy her pizza, and it had been freshly made. And Cindy said she thought Amy's boyfriend had poisoned her. She added that he had asked her what flowers Amy liked to gain Amy's trust. Have you realized who poisoned the girl? It was Cindy. Have you noticed the book on her table? It was about poisonous flowers. She advised Joe to give Amy flowers that would cause health problems. One company organized a betting game where one red and one blue marble were placed in a dark box. If a player picked the blue marble, the company had to pay them $5,000. But if the player guessed it wrong, they had to pay the company $100. The company cheated by always putting in the box two red marbles instead of one red and one blue, but no one could prove it. 
Mark was observing people lose one after another. Then he took part in the game and won. How did he do it? The man picked a marble and quickly put it in his mouth without showing the thing to anyone else. The remaining marble was red. According to the rules, it meant that Mark's marble was blue. The company had to pay him the money. Now, you need to pay attention to every little detail. Can you figure out whose dog it is? Look at that guy wearing a red jacket. See that leash he's holding? It matches the dog's collar, so most likely he's the owner. This parrot has managed to sneak away from its owner, and now the vet is looking for them. Can you say whose bird this is? The owner is that woman sitting on the couch. There's a cage behind her. Another waiting room at the vet. And whose sphinx cat is this cutie? See that guy waiting for the doctor to bring back his pet? He's surrounded by lots of furry animals and can't stop sneezing. He must be allergic to fur. That's why he got himself a Sphinx kitty. And whose horse is this? See that girl standing in line? She's the only one wearing riding boots. She must be the owner. These kids seem to be terrified. No wonder, see that white rat darting around the classroom? Who does it belong to? It's that girl who's checking her backpack. You can see a cage and some rodent food inside. Oh, look at this cutie. What do you think, who does this mini pig belong to? This guy is the owner. His outfit matches the scarf the pig is wearing. How sweet is that? And whose hedgehog is this? This lady is the owner. She's wearing special gloves to handle the animal. Yes! And who does this absolutely adorable pug belong to? Its owner is this guy. If you look attentively, you'll notice a pug tattoo on his leg. Lily came home and saw her favorite vase shattered. Extremely upset, she exclaimed, What's happened to my vase? Her husband Sam explained that around lunchtime, he heard a loud crash from their bedroom. He rushed there and saw that Lily's expensive vase had been broken and a robber was running away. Sam followed the man outside, but his glasses got foggy because of the cold weather. That's why he missed the man. Lily called the police, but after police officers heard the whole story, they refused to investigate this case. Why? Glasses fog up when you enter a warm place, not vice versa. Sam invented the story because he was afraid to admit he had been the one to break the vase. Oh. 
Emma's husband Liam knew his wife had been dreaming of going to an archaeological site. One day, she told him about the perfect opportunity. There was a remote site ready to be excavated, but there was no internet or network connection there. She would have to camp in a tent with almost no modern conveniences. But since she was really excited about this trip, Liam was ready to wait for her at home. Two days later, Liam received a message and a photo from Emma. The man got furious. He realized Emma had been lying about the whole thing. How did he understand it? Before leaving, Emma told her husband there was no internet connection or cell phone reception there. Then how did she manage to send him the photo? Several bank workers visited a canteen in their office building. Since it was the riddle day, Matthew, Isaac, and Wyatt were served tea, and Hunter, Christian, and Nathan drank coffee. What drink did Aaron get? Aaron drank tea simply because of his double-letter name. A man with a bandage around his head came to a police station. I was hitchhiking when a car stopped. The driver asked me to check if one of the tires was flat. I bent over to look, and he hit me on the head. When I regained consciousness, I found out he had taken all my money and smartphone. I only remember that the guy had a big car, large eyebrows, and a mustache. Soon the police had a suspect. They found him in a cafe, but this man said it couldn't be him. He changed the tires on his car two weeks ago. And since then, the car had been parked near the cafe, but the detective realized the man was lying right away. How? There's a no parking sign near the cafe. No car could be staying there for two weeks. Isabella is standing behind Mia. But at the same time, Mia is also standing behind Isabella. How is it possible? The girls are standing with their backs turned toward each other. Mrs. Red was a big boss in a large company. Recently, she hired a few new employees. One day, her assistant was filling out their documents and found something strange. What? She informed Mrs. Red that one of the new employees seemed to have fake documents. But the boss was in a hurry and told the assistant that she'd have a look at the papers the next day. Yeah. But the next day, Mrs. Red found out that her assistant was in a hospital, unconscious. Oh my God. Someone had attacked her on her way to work. Mrs. Red hurried to check the new employee's documents. Look at them and try to figure out which ID is fake. This ID card claims that Edward is 34 years old, but the man using this document is way older. Oh. It was an extremely hot day. Police officer Black was driving along a countryside road. Suddenly, he noticed a hitchhiker on the side of the road and stopped to give him a ride. The man explained that he had been waiting for someone to pick him up for more than two hours and offered the officer some ice cream. Black refused and asked the guy about a gang of criminals who had just robbed a jewelry store. The hitchhiker exclaimed, I've just seen a red car speeding past me. Must have been the robbers, but they were driving in the opposite direction. We'll need to turn back. Black didn't believe him and took him to the police station. How did the police officer guess the hitchhiker was a criminal?
If the hitchhiker had indeed been standing on the side of the road for two hours, the ice cream would have already melted. So, he lied to lead Black the wrong way. Oliver has in mind one of three numbers. One, two, or three. Charlotte is allowed to ask him just one question to figure out which number it is. Oliver can answer her question only with no, yes, and I can't say. Which question should Charlotte ask? She can say, I have the number one or two in mind. Is your number larger than my number? If Oliver answers yes, it means he's chosen three. If he answers, I can't say, the number he has in mind is two. And if he says no, his number is one. Several people were asked to step over a pencil lying on the floor, but none of them managed to do it. Why? The pencil was placed near the wall. Who doesn't like Rebus puzzles? They're fun, and I've got a few tricky ones for you. Enjoy! What does it mean? It's misunderstood. Try to crack this one. So we see pot and eight O's. Together, they make potatoes. And how about this one? That's high five. A small hint. The arrangement of these letters is important. This rebus means, hurry up! And one more puzzle for you. What could it mean? It's a friend in need. A hungry vampire is following you on a deserted street one dark night. Suddenly, you see a house with its door open and hide there. The vampire can't enter your shelter, but is patiently waiting outside. However, you still have some hope. There are three tunnels leading out of the house. But inside the first tunnel, there is molten lava. The walls of the second tunnel keep closing every ten seconds, crushing everything that gets inside. And the floorboards of the third tunnel collapse every five seconds, sending everything lying on them into an abyss. What should you do? Just wait till the morning. Vampires can't stand daylight and your pursuer will have to leave you alone. Yes! Detective Smith was called to investigate a burglary at the city's museum. A priceless diamond disappeared and the thief left no trace behind. After analyzing the museum's security cameras, Detective Smith gathered three suspects. The security guard, the museum's curator, and a visitor. The security guard said he only left his post during lunchtime and he could swear that the diamond still wasn't missing at that time. The museum curator spent the day guiding a tour of the museum for a foreign group. 
They came to see the diamond at the beginning of the tour and it was still shining bright in its place. The visitors said he only popped in for a quick visit and didn't even pass through the Metzi Isle where the diamond was kept. After these three interviews, Detective Smith found the thief. Can you tell who it was? It was the visitor. First of all, he knew the exact location of the diamond inside the museum. Plus, take a look at that string he is fiddling with in his left hand. Detective Smith pulled it from under his sleeve and... Voila! The diamond was attached to it. I guess he didn't have time to go home and get rid of the diamond, huh? Julie and her friends decided to spend the weekend at a cabin in the woods. They arrived on Friday evening and spent the night playing board games and telling spooky stories. When they woke up on Saturday morning, they found that someone had stolen all their food supply. The door's glass was shattered, but other than that, there were no signs of who could have done it. So, the group decided to search the surrounding woods to see if they could find the culprit. Take a good look at the scene the group stumbled upon, and see if you can find out who took their food. What's that at the upper left corner? Those look like barefoot prints, huh? And not just one, but rather an entire family of bears. Oh, and they even left an Oreo wrapper on the ground as evidence. Yep, these grizzlies were the culprits for sure. On a snowy winter afternoon, Dr. Brown was resting in front of the fireplace. Suddenly, somebody threw a snowball at his window. The hit was so strong that the glass shattered. Dr. Brown stood up just in time to see three neighborhood boys running away. They were brothers with the names John Smith, Mark Smith, and Dave Smith. The next day, a paper note was left on Dr. Brown's door. There it was written, Smith, he threw the snowball. Dr. Brown immediately knew which brother had done it. Can you figure it out too? It was Mark. You see, the note said, Question Mark Smith. He threw the snowball. But the boys were clever and put a var instead to test Dr. Brown's detective abilities. A man carrying two bags of sand crosses Genovia's border every day on a bicycle. Every time, customs officers stop and search him to see if he's trying to smuggle anything illegal. But the officers can't find any proof that the man is a smuggler. The man laughs and crosses the border successfully, smuggling an item per trip. Can you figure out what he's smuggling? That's easy. He's a bicycle smuggler. He distracts the guards with two bags of sand. But every day he is crossing the Genovian border with a new bicycle. Smart guy, huh? Mrs. Pinkface is the world's fastest robber. She works alongside the criminal mastermind Zebra Mask. But Mrs. Pinkface was recently caught and put in jail. She and her partner in crime had already set up a plan in case this happened. Zebra Mask will pass outside the prison fence and send Pinkface a signal. 45 seconds after the signal, he will turn off the electric fence, giving her a few seconds to make her prison break. 
The thing is, Pinkface doesn't have a clock. She only has a lighter and two fuses. The fuses are flammable and she knows they both burn for precisely one minute. They won't burn evenly, so if she cuts them in half, one side might burn for 40 seconds, while the other burns for 20 seconds. How can Pinkface use the fuses to time exactly 45 seconds and make her unique prison break? Here's the key insight. If Pinkface lights the same fuse on both ends simultaneously, it will burn out in precisely 30 seconds. To time the last 15 seconds, she will have to light the second fuse. She can light both ends of the first fuse at the same time to time 30 seconds and light the end of the second fuse. When the first fuse burns out, she'll know 30 seconds of the second fuse is also burnt. So, by lighting the other end of the second fuse, she'll be able to time 45 seconds and make her jailbreak. You just came back from a long holiday trip. You bought a new suitcase to store all the new things you got. But when arriving home, you forgot the code to open it. Luckily, you left yourself a note on your cell phone to help you decipher the code of the lock. 682. One digit is right and in its place. 614. One digit is right but in the wrong place. 206. Two digits are right but both are in the wrong place. 768. All digits are wrong. 380. One digit is right but in the wrong place. What's the three-digit code? Zero four two. Friday morning started busy in Somerville. The police station got a call saying that a woman had just robbed a bank and was seen entering Sunset Elementary School. The police chief hurried over to the school and found there were two teachers present that morning. He immediately knew which teacher was the thief. Can you tell who it was? Take a look at the second teacher's long sleeve shirt. It has a little bit of cash peeking out of it. She's most certainly the thief. The Apex 18 space station called NASA's headquarters to report a crime. On a recent mission, astronauts recovered a valuable piece of evidence that could prove there was life on Mars. Andy, the mission chief, said he put the piece of rock inside a safe located in the storage room. The next morning he went to the storage room to put on his astronaut suit and noticed that the safe was open. And oh no, the rock was missing. NASA conducted an online investigation to find out who the thief was. Paula said she wasn't feeling well the day before, so she spent the day in her room. James said he spent the previous day fixing a broken solar panel outside the spaceship and didn't see anything. Rebecca spent the previous 24 hours talking to NASA's Space Center to resolve a problem. Can you tell who is lying? It's James. If he went outside to check on solar panels, he first needed to go into the storage room to put on his spacesuit. Plus, there's a rock-shaped item in his left pocket. He must be the culprit. Tuesday morning, Amy got a call from her boss, Tom. 
He was in distress because a very important document had disappeared from his office. It had been on the desk the evening before, but nowhere to be found in the morning. Amy immediately went there to question the employees. She soon gathered three suspects. Elijah said he had spent the previous evening at the movies. Mason had taken his girlfriend to dinner, and Evelyn had visited an art gallery. It didn't take long for Amy to understand who was lying. Why? It was Elijah. Take a close look at his ticket. The date is for Sunday and not the night before. This means he's probably the one lying. Peter was lost in the woods when he encountered an evil magician. The magician cast a spell on him that transported Peter to an empty room inside a huge tower. To make things worse, the evil sorcerer put the tower on fire. The room Peter was in had no doors and only a small window. Thankfully, he found three magic potions that could maybe help him escape. If he drank the first potion, he would get incredible physical strength. If he chose the second potion, he could summon any animal he wanted to help him. And if he drank the last potion, he would turn into a vampire. Which potion should Peter choose? Well, no animal could help him escape the tower, and even if he had all the strength in the world, he wouldn't be able to beat the fire. But if he turned into a vampire, then he could transform into a bat and fly away through the little window. So the third bottle it is. Katie got lost in the desert. She walked for hours when suddenly, she came across a huge oasis. But to reach the main waterfall, where she could drink some water, she had to cross a bridge. There were three bridges leading to the same place. The first bridge was far from the ground, and its rope looked like it could rip at any second. The second bridge had some hungry-looking alligators crawling on it. The last bridge stood above a lake full of poisonous water plants. Which bridge should she choose? The last one. The bridge stands above a poisonous lake, but she won't touch the water when crossing it. Rupert was working in his office when a huge power shortage turned off all the lights in the building. He heard footsteps approaching behind him, and the next thing he knew, he was feeling dizzy. Rupert passed out and woke up in a tiny room that had nothing other than a metallic door. He tried to open the door, but it was locked. He noticed that beside the door, there was a little device where a red sign appeared, asking for a password. Below the device, there was a piece of paper with the following hint. 12345678. Rupert read the note aloud several times before he finally figured out what the password was. Can you guess what password he typed into the device? He typed in one time the number 2. Three times the number 4 five times the number six, and seven times the number eight. Phew, that wasn't obvious, huh? Bill and Jonah found themselves stuck inside the cavern of the Great Genie. There was nothing there but a wall with three buttons. There was a red button, a yellow one, and a green. Somewhere on the floor, they found a note that read, T-D-U-P-T, 
R N O R E H E B S S T E. They clicked one of the buttons and managed to open a hidden door on the wall. Which button did they choose? The red button. They unscrambled the words on the note and discovered it read, "Press the red button." Miss Taylor is the owner of a boutique that produces and sells expensive ceramics. On a Friday, when the working week was almost finished, she went to deposit the day's money inside the safe, and was shocked to find out it was all gone. Someone had stolen it. Miss Taylor suspected it should have been one of her workers. She asked each one of them what they had been doing that day. Sloan, a sales manager, said she had been prospecting for new clients. Jake, the potter, said he always made one cup a day, and he showed all the cups he had done that week. Lily, the designer, said she had been working, but she also admitted she hadn't been really productive that day because of some family issues. Who lied? Jake.